Welcome to Outspoken Voices, a podcast by and for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer parents, people with LGBTQ parents, future parents, and everyone else who is part of our family journeys. I'm your host, Emily McGranahan, and I am the Director of Family Engagement with Family Equality Council. My partner was a camp kid. He still sings songs he learned at summer camp. I was not. I went to Family Week in Provincetown, which I affectionately called Queer Camp. After the first year of making new friends and learning the ropes, I just barely saw my parents at Family Week. From the first morning workshop to my curfew, I was immersed in my community of fellow Queer Spawn teens. And I love learning about other LGBTQ family spaces around the country. I just get like really excited every time I learn about a summer camp space hosting an LGBTQ family camp weekend. They're like really popping up all over the country and it's a beautiful thing. It's also a really different experience from Family Week in Provincetown where drag queens beckon you into their evening shows and Ice creams for sale on like every corner, and the days were really filled with workshops and family events. With me to talk about some of these other types of LGBTQ family spaces, this summer camp space, are two parents who have attended one of these camps for several years and the organizer of Camp Out in Michigan. Joseph Brooks, his husband Bradley, and their six-year-old son live in Milwaukee. They first attended Camp Out two years ago and have been going back and bringing friends ever since. Julie Cab, her wife Talia, and their six-year-old daughter live in Chicago. They are in original Camp Out family and have attended since the first year. And finally, uh, as a former year-round camp director and camper of over 20 years, Emily Ferdman and co-director Keely Finnegan started Camp Out Family Camp after recognizing a void in programming for families in the LGBTQ community. Emily lives in Chicago and Sawyer, Michigan with her girlfriend, Allie. Welcome, Joseph, Julie, and Emily. So I'm going to start with the favorite question that I love to ask all of the guests. Who is in your family and how was it formed? Joseph, would you, would you start us off with telling us a little bit more about your family? Sure. Uh, so my name is Joseph Brooks, and in my family, uh, my husband, uh, Bradley, uh, our son, Miles, and uh, our two little dogs. Uh, our family uh, was formed about uh, six years ago when we, uh, when Brad and I adopted Miles. So we went through a private domestic adoption process, worked with an agency here in Wisconsin after much investigation, got uh, selected by Miles' birth mother. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of our journey. Great. And Julie, would you share who is in your family and how was it formed? So my wife and I have been together going on almost 20 years and we have a seven-year-old daughter, um, Talia, and um, I actually carried her. We um, went through a uh, bank and an unknown donor. Um, in addition to the humans in our house, we also have a um, few furry friends. We have Gigi, a rescue pup, and um, we were accidental bunny owners as of uh, last July, we have a bunny named um, Creatively Bun Bun. 
<laughs> Cute. Um, and Emily, who is in your family? Oh, I wasn't prepared to answer because I'm not a family camp attendee. Um, but my family includes myself and my girlfriend, Allie, who is known as the first lady of Camp Out. And she attends Camp Out with me each summer, and we are celebrating our five anniversary in January. Well, actually, Emily, well, while we're speaking of a Camp Out, um, can you just tell me a little bit more about it? Camp Out was really inspired by, largely by Julie and Julie's family, and a real awareness that there is a, at the time, there was a big gap in LGBT families attending summer camp or at the time it was traditional uh, family camp experiences for families like ours um, over the summer. I have been a longtime camp director and really am passionate about the camp experience. And after transitioning from working at summer camps professionally, understood that um, there was a real missed opportunity to offer LGBTQ families the opportunity to come to camp and experience camp and enjoy all of the wonderful activities and um, get to meet other families in the same way that that straight families have been, at least with our camp coming coming for many years. And so we launched Camp Out Camp in 2016. We were able to have over 20 families join us the first year and have been growing pretty significantly ever since. Yeah. So Julie, then it sounds like maybe you had some sort of hand in the getting this all started. So the question of how you learned about Camp Out may be kind of moot, um, but you know, how did you sort of get involved or learn about Camp Out? And then what was your first year like being in a space like that? Um, sure. Yes. So um a family friend actually um camp out is held at a a summer camp that exists for you know all kids from all over the country, um, usually from June till August, and then there's um another family camp um that takes place prior to camp out. So I actually um and family friends with the one of the uh, owners, I guess, of of the camp that kind of hosts it. And when we were starting our family seven years ago, um, it was kind of at the height of when a lot of our friends and and um, you know people in the community were starting to um, have kids and and you know have a family. And um, it made me think, like, it wouldn't it be great to do an event that targeted this community? And wouldn't it be a great, nice escape for families to go and be able to just experience all the activities, not necessarily just with each other, but just have that opportunity. And, um, you know, from water skiing to horseback riding, to rock climbing, to all the fun activities that happen at night. And so I've been a huge advocate. I'm like year one was amazing. Um, and like Emily said, it's only grown. So Joseph, how... You weren't one of the, I think, original families, if I'm not mistaken. So how did you learn about Camp Out? And then what was it like the first time you attended? 
Yeah, so uh, we first attended uh, because some, um, so we live in Milwaukee, some Milwaukee friends had gone the year prior and really enjoyed the experience and came back and, and shared it with us. And so uh, we went back with them the second summer, our second summer or their second summer rather, uh, with a small group of friends um, and just had a, a really fantastic time. It's just like a nonstop, uh, really fun weekend, uh, not only for the kids, but also for the parents. And uh, we've, you know, gone with friends. Um, every year we take more friends with us. And we also have just made a lot of really great friends from other parts um, of the of the region here, including uh, Minneapolis and Chicago and and in uh, Michigan, I think it's, um, you know, any time that you can kind of be in that sense of community uh, with your kids is really important because it just normalizes our families, you know, when they see this huge camp full of people, families just like their own. Yeah. Well, I'm really curious. So I went to a family week in Provincetown like the largest annual gathering of LGBTQ families in the world. But it's it's different because it's in this small town on Cape Cod and we all, you know, you, everyone just stays in their own accommodations. So we had like activities and youth kind of camp spaces. But I never, like, so I always growing up, I like refer to that as queer camp, uh, but I never attended like a sleepaway camp. Julie and Joseph, were you like camp, big, big camp kids and camp teenagers. Um, that is that like one of the reasons that got you inspired to like be so excited about camp, like going to a summer camp as a family? Um, yeah. So, I mean, growing up, um, I went to a few summer camps. So I was kind of familiar with the concept, um, though I wouldn't say that I was necessarily a huge camper. Um, I mean, I, I think just the opportunity to spend a weekend kind of in uh, semi-rustic accommodations, you know, just spending uh, the weekend in the country, doing all the kind of fun outdoorsy sorts of things, beautiful uh, summer Michigan weather um, is just fantastic, right? So even if you've maybe not had the traditional camp experience, it's it's definitely worth it. I always describe it as like sort of like dirty dancing, except, you know, there's not as much naughtiness slightly different, but, you know, the idea of just being together, making friends, like having jam-packed days with all kinds of really fun stuff to do, it's great. And um, I actually am the youngest of four, and my old, one of my older brothers and sister went to an overnight camp, and I joined them. It was about eight hours away. I can't believe my parents sent me. Um, and I went for one year, and then they actually closed the camp. So um, I never got to experience um, summer camp like that as a child going year after year. I was a camper for like a year, a counselor for a year, and I'm a camp out camper <laughs> for four years. So more camp experience than kid. I'm really curious. So Joseph, you mentioned already that you have like friends that come with you. So it sounds like you do know then of other LGBTQ families like in your area. Um, do you frequently connect and like choose to be in LGBTQ family spaces then year round? Yeah. So um, I'm fortunate um, a couple of years ago, uh, a friend here in Milwaukee and I, a, a lesbian um, who's married and has children, uh, she and I uh, worked together and got to know each other and decided to start a group here in Milwaukee called Milltown Families. 
And it's an organization um, that we've been able to uh, do some fundraising for, and we receive some local support from a, our local LGBT foundation that puts on uh, all sorts of community kind of family friendly events over the course of the year. And so it's been great, you know, being a leader of that group and and uh, building it up over the past few years and inviting others to to come in and, and help to lead. Um, it's also been fantastic just to get to know all of these families, like some of whom literally live like blocks away from us that we probably wouldn't have known otherwise. So it's been it's been a real treat. Um, but we also do a lot of um, education and advocacy work. Um, we do things at back to school time to make sure that our kids go to school with uh, books that represent families that look like theirs. Um, we do some advocacy with um, school boards and principals, and we're also positioned to respond as kind of an organization when our families, you know, run into challenges with, you know, their healthcare system or their school district, etc. Um, so it's been a real pleasure, and uh, we've we've really just built um, a great group of uh, friends through through being involved. That's really cool. I actually have some follow-ups that I do want to ask, but before I do that, I'm really curious, Emily, if you could talk more about how you then make a summer camp that functions in a totally different way for most of the summer, then how do you prepare that space like for LGBTQ families? Do you, are you training staff? Are you, you know, changing restroom signs? Sort of how are you preparing a space that wasn't necessarily built with LGBTQ folks in mind and making it really a celebration of our families? Sure. I, I think that's a great question. I think there's um, a lot of nuance involved in that, but in, at the end of the day, our goal is creating a, a safe space with the opportunity to have a really good time and taking advantage of activities and experiences that likely aren't um, accessible to the majority of our campers, you know, on a regular weekend, whether that's horseback riding, rock climbing, water skiing, et cetera. So we want to make sure that, of course, everybody feels safe and comfortable. But what we found over time is that we all know why everybody has joined and, and signed up for the weekend and is coming to again, feel safe and, and be excited about meeting other families, but we don't spend a ton of time around focusing on LGBT families in terms of a lot of conversation or, or um, sessions and themes. We're, we're proud of why everybody's there and we're celebrating all of the different ways that our families have come to be. But I think just the fact that everyone is there together and has, has repeatedly returned and enjoys the experience and is nurturing friendships year over year has been enough to engage our families and have them return. So that's just been part of our success. We don't, like I said, have um, trainings or, um, or speakers come in, but we do make sure that everybody feels safe. We do ensure that our um, staff has a training prior to camp out starting. So we have board members from uh, the Family Equality Council to briefly, you know, share a little bit around appropriate language and making sure that everybody is comfortable with the origin of our, our families and, and 
being respectful and, and, you know, just being mindful. We do, of course, make sure that uh, all of the bathrooms have signs that are gender neutral and things like that. So we know why people are here and we're, we're celebratory, but we also are just focused on the community in terms of enjoying the weekend together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to word this exactly the way I want to, but what I'm thinking about is the difference between an event like Joseph you described, so having an event in your local community in you know, a play space area or a park or even to a lesser extent, you know, family week in Provincetown, because while it is a town that is explicitly LGBTQ focused, intended for that community, not just friendly, but like this, all of the stores, all of the, you know, town is really built now around LGBTQ tourism. And and that is still seems to me like maybe there's still a difference between that and like being at a summer camp where it's just other queer families, you know, so there's staff sort of supporting you, but like everything you're doing, all the people you're around, it's all queer families. There's no, there's nobody else who would ever challenge or, you know, intentionally make the fa- any families feel uncomfortable in any way, which is still like a possibility when you're in a wider community space. Does that, is there a feeling like that? Like you are, like we are truly in a space that is just, just for us when you're there. I don't know, maybe Julie, if, if that, if you experience that at all. Yeah, I, I think um, you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, the backdrop is camp. It's not going into, you know, I mean, it's in these, like a very, small town in Michigan, but you would never, you know, that, that isn't like living in a big city in Chicago or a a queer family friendly, you know, you know, New York or Provincetown, like you mentioned, I mean, the backdrop for the experience is camp, but to Emily's point, we aren't, it's not necessarily talked about, if you will, it's just kind of, we're all there and we all know that we feel safe and comfortable and Every family's made up very differently too. So, you know, sometimes it's single parents, um, sometimes it's biracial, sometimes it's, a, you know, trans family. So there's, the, the nice thing is, is that there's no need to explain your family or define who you are or, you know, to your point, you know, how you became a family. It's just kind of understood that we're all here just to have a nice experience and give candidly, you know, the kids the time of their lives for four days to unplug. Um, I mean, you know, people are not on their phones, I mean, except to take pictures and things like that, but you really are experiencing the outdoors and there's really no, um, am I going to be comfortable here? Am I going to feel safe here? I mean, it's just kind of understood. Do you ever feel your own behavior changing in a space like that? The first time I ever saw my parents hold hands in public or do any sort of public affection was when I went to Provincetown when I was 12. Like, and I just had never seen it because I never felt comfortable enough. So I know that there would almost be like a difference in how our family sort of interacted and how I felt and behaved just because I felt like I was in a space that was safe. Do you do you feel any sort of any difference or 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 change in how your family interacts when you're at a space like camp out. Um, Joseph, if maybe you want to get us started. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I guess it's a hard question to answer. Um, I mean, our family, um, we're out every day um, at work, at school, in our neighborhood. And I I think, 
you know, I, I recognize that we're extraordinarily fortunate to be able to live that life and have people around us every single day in all aspects of our life who support us and, you know, recognize our family is no different from their own. So, you know, we live in that space, like it's our everyday space. So going to camp, I don't feel like it, it feels all that different in terms of our family dynamic or how we interact with each other or how we interact with our friends or new friends at camp. I would say that one of my favorite things about camp is that it is kind of out in the country. And so, you know, there's not great reception. And so it's one of the few weekends out of the entire year where my husband and I don't work. <laughs> you know, we put our phones down, we don't bring any technology with us. And it's, uh, it's really just about having fun and, and being with family and friends and new friends and, and just enjoying and embracing the experience. Great. Julie, do you experience any sort of differences at, at a space like Camp Out? No, I would kind of, I would agree with Joseph. I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, we're fortunate to live in a big city and, and I don't know how familiar you are with, you know, Chicago, but we also live right near Andersonville, which is a very gay or queer friendly area. Um, so, you know, there, you could definitely exhale, but I think we try and live our life and, and teach our daughter, um, you know, whether it's through school or work, you know, that it's okay to be yourself. So I don't feel like we need to particularly that, that camp out offers anything more from a day to day than we're, that we're currently getting or living our life in, in kind of Chicago. What I will say is I grew up a seventies kid. And so the days of like going and taking your bicycle and catching fireflies and hanging out with the neighbors and just come home when it's dark, like that safety, I would say um, is more applicable in this in area than kind of the environment and, and being ourselves. Cause I feel like, um, you know, our daughter's probably on the cusp of running around with her friends and coming back in, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But there are kids that are teenagers that just kind of, meet up every summer and go play basketball or go water skiing and then meet back up with their, their parents or their families or the other campers. Um, so I think it offers more um, kind of comfort level from that perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I started attending family week when I was 13 and that first year, like walking around at night with the other teenagers as we just sort of like, talked or you know played games on the beach like it just was so much fun and then as I got older my curfew got like just a little bit later each year like I stayed out until the last possible second I'd be up in the morning I'd go to workshops and I just wanted to spend every moment with these friends I was making and these friends I was seeing year after year and do you notice at all then when you're around other LGBTQ parents a, maybe a difference in the way that you talk about your your family in some way. So I just think of like LGBTQ families have gone uh, almost in most cases have gone through a lot of work to either be formed or certainly it takes a lot of care and bravery to form our families or to come out and be ourselves. So there is some additional pressures then often to be a big, happy family at all times, you know, and if you express frustration with one another or an, in parenting that it is just seen so negatively, especially for our families, 
um, after we had to work so hard to, you know, form and be recognized. When you're just like talking to other parents then, is it different when you're talking with in LGBTQ family spaces or with other LGBTQ families? Do you feel a little bit like freer to to vent uh, at all? So I mentioned early on that uh, my husband and I uh, adopted our son uh, through a private uh, domestic adoption process and um, have an open adoption with our son's birth family. And, you know, for a lot of heterosexual families that, you know, had had their own children biologically, you know, it's a very foreign concept. Um, and so to be around um, other families who have had children through any number of, of means, including the same way we did it, is sort of refreshing because, you know, you can just, there's not a lot of questions. They get it, right? Like they get the challenges that are involved, you know, some of the conversations with, you know, open adoption and kind of the extended family that becomes part of your own. So just an, just an opportunity to be around people who get it and who have kind of a, a very similar shared experience and can trade ideas and suggestions on, on how to navigate some of those processes. Yeah, I, I would say it, it didn't really dawn on me until Joseph mentioned it, but um, the one thing that I was very uh, grateful for and also surprised, especially the first year, it felt like there were more um, two dad families than two women. And when we got there, it was like, these are families all like us. And, and then we looked around and they actually um, were like us, but they were still different within, within the camp and the camp group. So it, it was like diverse, even within a diverse subset, if that makes sense. Yeah. Does that spark new conversations with your children then that they're seeing, you know, families that are sort of part of this community that we all occupy, but can look so different and be formed in such different ways than our own. It's so funny. I think from my perspective, I think as a parent, I put more pressure or emphasis or worry or anxiety around it than, than I think the kids even notice. You know, I remember when our daughter started school and she was in preschool or kindergarten and she rattled off like all the mommies and mamas and daddies and papas. And, and she like, instead of just saying moms and dads, she like went through every iteration of every kid or family that she had known when she was referencing parents. And I thought, wow, like, that's great that she doesn't really differentiate that everyone has their own family and their own sets of parents and can define them however they want. So I think it's more on um, us that we're wondering, like, are, are they going to notice? But I think, I think everyone's doing just fine. Yeah, I would say, um, I think that's also the beauty of places like Camp Out. Like when you, you know, raise your kids in environments that are diverse, you know, even with a diverse, you know, group of people to begin with, like, it's just, it's like their community, right? Like it, they don't notice a difference because, you know, it's, it, those are their people. Um, and I think, you know, the opportunity to raise a kid, like from the get go in that, in that, um, in that environment is honestly like much different from my own upbringing. So I probably, to your point, Julie, notice it more than Miles does because those have been his people ever since he's been a baby. Right. That's awesome. That's one of the things I really love about queer community and queer spaces is that 
our ability to stretch and fold in new people into what how we conceive a family. This is like a total side note, but um, a few weeks ago, I went to Miles' school and chaperoned this field trip, but I was having lunch with this little table of boys, his little buddies, and um, somebody just asked, somebody, one of his little friends just said like, so Miles has two dads, like he was asking me the question, and I'm like, yeah, two dads, and he's like, well, which one are you? He's like, are you the one who picks them up or drops them off? And I'm like, I'm usually the one that drops them off. And that was it. Like, they just went out and ate the rest of their lunch. And we talked about other things. Um, but it was like, so normal, you know, and so I feel like that's kind of hopefully the next generation, right? Like, there's, it's not a big deal. So sort of the big thing that's been encompassing a lot of this conversation now is, do we make like queer spaces just by being in that space together? It sounds like by being just by gathering in a space like Camp Out, it it it's meeting those needs. It's making that space queer and it's making it totally normalized. Does that is that right? I think you're spot on as it relates to meeting, you know, camp out to be, you know, defined. I think it is by nature. I mean, Emily does an amazing job and the camp does an amazing job of like even marketing and just the name of it, just kind of the puns. And, and I think we're defining it just by, you know, who the people are that are coming. I personally don't need, you know, to drive into a rainbow arch of balloons. Like I'm comfortable going in there knowing that, you know, when we walk in, we're kind of crossing the lines of like safe space, queer space, comfortable space, everyone's welcome, be yourself space. I personally don't know if they need to do much more in defining the space itself. Joseph, any thoughts on kind of what makes a, what makes a queer space? Uh, Yeah, ditto. I think, I mean, I think it's, as long as, as long as there's like some common understanding that this is a safe place, I, I feel like, I mean, we could, you know, we could probably invite some heterosexual families, you know, with or without LGBT children, and it could still be a very friendly LGBT space. I think, um, you know, it's 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 maybe more than just the fact that there's gay families there. I think it's it's um, just kind of this common understanding um, that that everybody comes to the table feeling feeling safe and it's you know the attitudes and the perspectives that they bring as well as all of the good work that that Emily and the other camp out people um do to to welcome us with such warm arms great well thank you both so much i hope this is inspiring some listeners to f- look into other to camp out into other LGBTQ family camps around the country uh, or to join us at Family Week in Provincetown in the summer. There's a lot of folks out there who are doing the work to try to make these spaces possible for more and more families. And so if anyone's inspired, we'll have some more information um, on the website. But Joseph and Julie and Emily, thank you so much. Again, thank you for joining us today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Outspoken Voices. You can find Outspoken Voices on our website, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Family Equality Council at familyequality.org and on Facebook and Instagram at Family Equality and on Twitter at Family underscore Equality. Until next time, remember that love, justice, family, and equality is what brings our families together.